This episode is brought to you by Invite. You do all the right things to protect your health. You don't smoke, wear sunscreen, eat healthy meals, and see your doctor for checkups. Still, you could be at an increased risk for cancer because sometimes it's genetic. Take the next step to understand what's in your genes with Invite, a genetic test experts trust. Based on the results, you may be able to potentially lower your risk. Learn more by visiting invitae.com. That's I-N-V-I-T-A-E.com. Hey guys, it's Anthony from Mason Brew. Really quickly here before you get into our latest episode, stop what you're doing and make sure you're subscribed to Mason Brew Podcast and please leave us a five-star review. Here's what's going to happen. If you do this, you're going to get all of our shows sent right to your phone and in your pocket first before anyone else, before it goes up on the website, anything. Mason Brew is going to deliver you five podcasts a week Monday through Friday, plus a post-game show after football and basketball games. So for your quickest analysis and instant Michigan-centric content, head on over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your shows. Leave us a review, and hey, tell your friends to stop by and subscribe too. No one else is doing this right now. We're excited to roll this out. So that's it. Let's get on to the show. Yeah. Welcome to Views from Stadium Boulevard from Mason Brew on the SB Nation Podcast Network. I'm Harley Johnson. And I'm Hannah Harshi, and we are here with you on Sunday morning, heading into the Monday before Michigan football kicks off for the 2019 season. Um, we're super excited to be back, and um, honestly, even more excited for like the football to which we will be viewing in like <laughs> six days, everybody. This is honestly kind of surreal because... I feel like we spent this whole season being like, do you want to record a podcast? And then we had nothing to talk about because football wasn't happening yet. So oh, that's a good point. Here we are. This is the moment we've been waiting for. The origin story for the ages. Yes, exactly. Um, So this episode today is obviously our first episode back for football season. And we're here to give you guys sort of a crash course. Wait, wait, wait. Yes. Is this our first ever football one? On Mason Brew, it is our first ever. Mm. Um, yeah, good point. So like... Here we are. Yeah. <laughs> so to re- reiterate. Hello, Mason Brew. <laughs> um, so for this episode today, since it is our first episode ever with Mason Brew talking about football, um, we decided we're just going to give you guys sort of a crash course. So especially because we're students and I know that like every Michigan student likes to watch Michigan football, but obviously there's a lot to follow in the off season and it can get kind of confusing. So this is sort of your basic rundown of everything you should know going into the football season. So that during the season, when you're watching the games, you feel comfortable and you feel like, you know, what's going on. Or you Um, can like flex on your friends. Yeah, exactly. You can flex your football knowledge. Thanks to us. (laughs) We're your inside source. We got you. Or maybe it's just like a way to get like hype for the season. Yeah. Like dust off all the old like stuff and get ready. Yeah. Because we got some stuff coming. I'm so excited. Okay. So first off, I guess we'll just jump right into it. Um, We're going to give Harley and I each compiled a list of the top five players to watch this season. And it's not necessarily the like players that will make the biggest impact in the season. Mm -hmm. It's just the ones that like they they have some sort of storyline that you're going to want to follow during the season. So for the first one, I have my first player to watch is Jalen Mayfield who is a sophomore offensive lineman. He Well, actually, he's a redshirt freshman. He didn't, he redshirted last year, and he'll be playing right tackle. Um, he's an important player to watch because last year we had Juwan Bushel-Beatty at right tackle. He vibed away, so he's no longer with us. And Andrew Stuber was supposed to be 
um, replacing Bush Baby, like most likely. It was sort of a position battle between um, Jalen Mayfield and Andrew Stuber, but Andrew Stuber took over for Bushel Beatty during the bowl game last year when Bushel Beatty was out. So it was kind of projected that Andrew Stuber was going to start at right tackle. But because Andrew Stuber is now out with an injury, it's looking like it's going to have to be Jalen Mayfield starting at right tackle, Um, which isn't the scariest thing ever. Jalen Mayfield's been in the conversation forever. There was talk at the beginning of last season that he could be contributing quite a bit as a freshman. So it's not like, oh, no, we have Jalen Mayfield in at right tackle, but it's more like, oh, we really don't have a choice. Like we have Jalen Mayfield in that right tackle. We don't have anyone else. So, and especially because our O-line is sort of um, kind of our prized possession this year in a way, one of our prized possessions, um, losing anyone on the O-line is kind of scary. So keep an eye out for Jalen Mayfield and hopefully he'll be contributing a lot at right tackle. Yeah. And if you want to like flex on someone from the O-line, you can pick Jalen Mayfield because everyone else will know everyone else. That's a good point. Like, if you want to sound really smart in a conversation about football, <laughs> talking about an O-lineman is probably, like, the, that's, like, the most obscure position. So, if you're like, I hope Jalen Mayfield plays well today, everyone will be like, wow, you really care too much about football. <laughs> um, so, I had Josh Metellus. I know, like, in this, like, um, offseason, especially, like, heading into, like, the spring game and, like, kind of, like, fall camp and that kind of, um, all, those, all those kind of vibes. Um a lot of like talk has been surrounding Josh Metellus. He's entering his senior season. Um, he's our safety, most likely starting. Um, and if you're wondering, like, whoa, what about like Dax Hill? I'm like, I'm sure he'll like vibe in there like somewhere, but like after like I don't know, seniority will probably like reign champion. And also like I do expect Dax to like probably be like immediate impact, but like um. Let's just, like, keep an eye on, on Josh Metellus. He's also one of our um, alternative captains on defense. So, clearly, like, the guys themselves, like, see, like, his immediate, like, leadership and, like, how he'll, like, um, be a contributor to, like, our defense, which is, like, honestly our prize position. Like, I know, like, mm-hmm. our O-line is kind of our prize position, but, like, our defense has, like, notoriously been the, like, prize possession. Okay, that's the thing, though, is that – our defense is traditionally our prized possession. Mm-hmm. Every year we've been a student, our defense is kind of the only thing we've had going for us. So, like, technically we have two right now. So, like... Two defenses? No, like, two, like, prized possessions. Okay, but I would argue that our true prized possession is our wide receiver group. Okay, so we have, like, three prized possessions. I don't know, Harley. I'm not <laughs> going to say that our defense is Maybe the is entire not- Michigan football team <laughs> is a prized possession. I'm going to say if you go by based on tradition... Maybe our defense is our prized possession, but if you go based on, like, our depth that we have this year, our number one prized possession is receivers. <laughs> and then O-line is our prized possession only because we've traditionally had such a horrible yeah, O-line like, that, like, this year having actual, like, players that, like, we actually have an O-line. <laughs> that's why I said it's our prized possession. But, no, I see what you mean. We have one of the best defensive coordinators in the universe, so, of course, our defense will always be our prized possession. Um, yeah, so Josh Metellus probably, like, flew under a lot of our radars, um, probably just because he was, like, given the, like, time on the field, like, that he was, like, given because he was probably the backup to Tyree Kittle. So, um, that just, like, is reflected in, like, the stats from, like, the previous season. So, um, I don't know. I expect, like, kind of, like, a big breakout, um, for his last season, mostly because it's just, like, that, like, mentality of, like, this is my last go-round, I'll probably, like, head towards the draft, and, um, so, like, now is the time, so mm-hmm. there's, like, 
and I think that's like kind of reflected in like what everyone's been like saying about Josh Metellus, so, like to keep a watch out for him and like um all the things coming out from like the spring game and like that kind of thing. Like you can tell that he's like entered into that like state of mind already. So keep an eye out for him. Yeah, he's like he's an upperclassman that we've retained on defense, which mm-hmm. we don't have many of those. And if he has a time to shine, it's this year. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Josh Metellus, love you. <laughs> That's great hand. <laughs> um, so my second player to watch is Will Hart, which I don't have a huge explanation for this. He's our punter. He'll be a senior this year. And what I hear a lot of people say about punters is like, it, well, in special teams in general, is if you have an average special teams, like if you have an average punter or kicker, you won't really pay much attention to them, especially punter. Like you don't think about the punter that much um, until your punter is really bad. Then you think about them a lot. Or in the case of Will Hart, he's really, really good. One of the best punters in the country. But because he's so good, you don't notice him as much. So I say just, like, keep an eye open for Will Hart because he's he's a punter. He's really, really good. Um, and you don't notice how important that is until you, like, make note and tell yourself to keep an eye open for it. Uh, my next is um, Khalid Hudson, another member of our defense. Um, he's a linebacker, but he usually is in the, like, Viper position that we have – become like famous for I guess um but yeah he's a captain so obviously um the guys on defense like see um equality and like change in like not really like character necessarily but like um this is kind of like be explained because his sophomore season was like um basically that like time where he like could see himself becoming like an all-american eventually um he had so in 2017, this is his sophomore year, he had 83 tackles, eight sacks, 18 and a half tackles for a loss, like those kind of vibes. But then his junior season, this past season, 2018, he had half the amount of tackles and only three and a half tackles for a loss. So like he definitely like took a huge step back. Um, but I think it's like kind of like the same mentality, like that I had for like Josh Metellus, like this is your last year, like you're going to the draft and now, now or never is the like mentality. So like, and obviously like he's probably made like huge like steps forward in terms of like just gaining that like respect to get him this um, ability to name himself a captain for his senior season. Um, And so like, I, I think just, like, putting full trust in, like, obviously the team because they're the ones that are, like, directly, like, there and, like, can witness all of this. And, like, I take, like, a lot of comfort in um, just, like, that kind of, um, I don't know. I just, like, respect their their, um, decisions and, um, I don't know, whatever they're comfortable with. I'm like, all right, if you believe it, now I'm going to believe it. (laughs) So, like, you have, like, my back, too. Well, and also, well, like, I have your bag, not mine. Linebacker isn't necessarily a position group where we have a whole lot of depth this year. So, mm-hmm. players like Kalik Hudson are going to have to have a huge impact. Otherwise, we're just going to fall apart. So, mm-hmm. yeah, he, and it sounds like everyone's pretty confident in him. So, yeah. yeah. Um, my third player to watch is Tariq Black. Um, this is probably a name that if you follow Michigan football, you've been familiar with for a while now. Mm. Um, he's going to be a junior this year, Whoa. which is crazy. I don't know why that like all the other players. I'm like, yeah, they're allowed to age one year each year. But Tariq and like the rest of the receivers, I'm like, I'm why someone. do you keep getting older? <laughs> um, but basically, 
Tariq Black's freshman year, which was the 2017 season, um, he and Donovan Peoples-Jones came in as these two little freshman receivers, and they were kind of like the talk of the town. <laughs> like, really? every, yeah. yeah, everyone's like, these two freshman receivers are going to make a huge impact. Mm-hmm. And Tariq Black mm-hmm. broke his foot, so he wasn't actually able to play. And DPJ also um, didn't – he wasn't super impressive his freshman year, but that's not who we're talking about right now. Um, and so then he kept <laughs> – he was like, the return. He's number seven, so whenever he said the return, the T would be a seven – and he would hashtag the return on everything because his foot was supposed to be better and he was going to start playing. And we were so excited last year that he was finally going to be able to play. And then lo and behold, he broke his other foot. I don't remember if it was breaking his foot, but it was feet injuries that he kept getting. So he wasn't able to play as much last year as he wanted to either. So this year, his junior year is really like, we're finally going to find out about Tariq Black, yeah. this top recruit from three years ago, who we've been so excited about for so long. This is his moment to finally like show like, we should have found out years ago if he was as good of a recruit as we thought he was, but this is the year we're actually going to find out. And we have a lot of, like, we have great receivers this year, so mm-hmm. it's not like we're necessarily relying on him, but if he breaks out and is a shining star the way we want him to be, like, that position group is just going to be absolutely insane. 100%. And that also can be contributed to my next person, but, like, everyone, if I don't know. I don't want to like assume that we all know this, but like Shea Patterson is here for his senior season. Why did I pick all like seniors? Apparently, um, oh no, <laughs> you didn't. <laughs> I didn't. But like the majority of them are. Um, so yeah, he's coming back for his senior campaign. Um, alternative captain as well. And if like you're confused and like disaway from that, like I honestly think it's probably because like everyone just assumes that he's the quarterback, so he should have been a captain or whatever nonsense it is. But also like I don't think he has like any clout he's only been here for like two years and um yeah and also he was like an sec boy and so like yeah, he transferred here from Ole Miss last year if you guys don't remember like last year was his first year at Michigan as a transfer so that's why he he's a senior but this is his second year here no me was just trying to rag on the sec for like 0.5 seconds but yeah oh okay. so <laughs> like he's back um and um I don't know. I think like having the shift in like um how the offense is going to be run this year like will like cater towards like um his play style that he's like been like comfortable with and like knows and I think that like we'll go for the same thing like when it comes to like actually making like pass plays like it'll be like nice <laughs> um to have someone that can <laughs> throw the ball. <laughs> Imagine. Like Ah, that I sounds think, great. Yeah. So, like, I don't really have to, like, say a whole lot. Like, we, like, appreciated, like, how he, like, worked, like, really hard to, like, fit the offense of last season um, to try and, like, make it work the best to, like, the best of his ability. Obviously, with, like, a 65% completion rate, 22 to 7 touchdown interception ratio, like, and he can, like, run the ball sometimes. <laughs> Ran yeah. for, like, 425 so, yeah. yards. So, like, I don't know. Well, definitely, I personally think we'll see, like, improvement on all of, like, those stats across the board, and, like, like I've been saying since we started this podcast, now or never, baby! Yeah, well, Shea Patterson, I think, uh, is person a person last year who kind of maybe took too much blame because he came in super, super hyped up because we had just been in desperate need of a star at quarterback, mm-hmm. and then he came mm-hmm. in. In, like, our offense, we didn't see much of a change in our offense, but I think most people who follow Michigan football pretty closely will say that's not Shea Patterson's fault. It's that, like, it was Shea Patterson, who is probably a star coming into 
very much a Jim Harbaugh offense. And with a new offensive coordinator this year, hopefully it will be a Shea Patterson and a Shea Patterson offense. And that's where we'll see him shining like a star. Hmm. So my next player to watch is Daxton Hill, who is a freshman. He'll be a safety, potentially stepping in at corner if need be, but most likely safety. We have, I don't think we'll need him at corner. Um, So if you guys remember, if you follow recruiting at all, I don't follow recruiting super closely, but at the end of the semester last year when I was studying for my econ exam and like we were waiting for bowl season and like the regular season was over, there was nothing for me to do when I was taking break from studying except for following recruiting. And there was all this drama because Dax Hill was like our prized possession in our recruiting class. And then he flipped his commitment to Bama and it was the worst thing of my entire life because I was also like going to fail econ. And then, um, but then magically one day he came back to Michigan. So he's kind of just like this beautiful prize possession that we're like guys we have Dax Hill he's not going to Bama he's coming here um and so he's a safety like I said and we'll see how much he contributes this year I think a lot of people are like really expecting him to contribute a lot as a freshman but I think that has more to do with the hype of his recruitment and how dramatic that whole story was that people like oh if that was that dramatic of a story definitely he'll be contributing this year but we do have Josh Metellus and Brad Hawkins at safety so for the first, for the time being, at least, we probably won't see much of Daxton Hill, but I wouldn't be too surprised if we started to see um, him quite a bit towards the end of the season. We'll see what happens, but yeah, he's definitely a player to watch. If we see him vibe in towards the end of games or towards the end of the season more, um, definitely uh, cheer for him, I guess, <laughs> and flex it on Bama. That's great. We'll probably never see Bama to flex, but it's okay. If you happen to see, like, uh, okay, no, no. <laughs> Okay, so the next one that I had was um, a freshman slot receiver. Um, A lot of hype has been surrounding this kid. His name's Mike Sandistrom. Um, So, like, if you've been, like, following this, like, whole, like, speed and space, like, vibe, like, in general, like, if you follow, like, Michigan football on, like, any form of social media, you've probably seen this kid, like, heard his name, like, and, like, Obviously, like, all of us are super intrigued, like, to see, like, how he's going to be, like, an immediate impact for our team. And, like I said, it only brings, like, um, star power to our, like, already, like, stacked, like, receivers core. So, like, let's, like, get on this hype train. Like, I am. Like, let's go. Yeah. And he will be a direct impact freshman as opposed to, like, a Dax where we don't know what impact he'll have immediately. Um, my fifth and final player to watch is Mike Dana, who's a grad transfer from Central. Um, he's a defensive end, so he'll be essentially here to replace Chase Winovich, which everybody knows Chase Winovich was a huge part of our defense last year. Probably, I mean, I would argue he was more of like the emotional heart of our defense than mm-hmm. anything else, but so I don't know if Mike Dana can step into those shoes, but in terms of actual position, um, He'll be a huge, huge contributor. Um, PFF ranked Dana at number 22 on their top 50 NCAA players to watch in 2019. So, like, he is a big deal, not just to us because we need that position, but just in general. Um, And he was an all-mid-American conference first team defensive player last year when he played for Central. We do have um, Quiddy Pay and Aiden Hutchinson at defensive end, so it's not like he's it's like he's our only defensive end thankfully but um Harbaugh did say that Dana is currently a starter so that is something you can expect going into the first game that Dana will be starting yeah my fifth and final player to watch is Zach Charbonnet he's a freshman running back running back is sort of the position where we're like almost like the weakest in terms of like depth mostly because we lost 
Grant Higdon to the draft, and we lost, well, not really draft, but he had to Yeah, and I was like, wait, what? And that didn't make any sense. Um, he tried, but, like, that was the last time we heard of Karan. So, um. <laughs> no, I saw, I saw a video about that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, Chris guy. Evans is, like, academically, like, ineligible to play. So, he's gone, too. And so, like, now we're kind of like, okay, who's going to be the running back? True Wilson's probably going to be the one that we're actually going to see probably out on the field. But, um, in terms of, like, hype and something to, like, look forward to would be Zach Charbonnet. Um, if he doesn't have his energy, injuries, which I'm pretty sure, like, I read something that, He's, like, good to go on that front. Like, he could be a steamroller. So, and he's also just, like, a little bit bigger than, like, True Wilson. So, like, it'd be it'd be great to see him out there. So, yeah. Yeah. Look out for those 10 people. Yes. Okay. We will be back after this. It's the most wonderful time of the year. College football time. The official kickoff is right around the corner, and preseason is already underway. So what teams are looking tired? Which coaches are in the hot seat? Who are this year's star players? It's never too early to think about opening week's must-see contests. But the big question is, how are you going to watch? Try Sling TV. With Sling TV, you can catch the college games your football-loving heart desires. You'll get great coverage at the lowest price, live, in the comfort of your own home. Sling Orange gives you ESPN, ESPN2, and ESPN3. And for just $10 more, you'll get the full coverage sports extra with instant access to SEC Network, Pac-12, and more. Stream college football live with Sling TV and don't miss out. When you sign up now, you'll get your first month for only $15. Just go to sling.com slash vox CFB. Hurry, it's starting. That's S-L-I-N-G dot com slash vox CFB. Hey, I'm Spencer Hall. I'm Holly Anderson. I'm Ryan Nanny. I'm Jason Kirk, and we're the hosts of the Shutdown Fullcast, your Avengers of College Football podcast. It says here in the script I'm to riff on what that means, and basically what I mean is it's all already spoiled. Every Tuesday, we talk about everything from cooking disasters to pro wrestling to unfashionable pants we wore in middle school. We also do talk about college football every now and then, like mascot fights, announcers fleeing the booth early, and unfashionable pants that coaches wear now. If you want to take college football exactly as seriously as it should be taken subscribe for free on apple podcasts or in your favorite podcast app okay so we're back um the next thing we have on our little itinerary is we are going to talk about the top four things we're excited for this season um so um the number one thing that i'm excited for and i think that in general, the world is excited for is that we have a new offensive coordinator in Josh Gaddis, and he's supposedly going to really modernize our offense because I think we've all been a little bit frustrated with uh, the Jim Harbaugh offense over the past couple of years. And um, I mean, it's just it's been it's been a, a wild ride trying to see if we're ever going to escape the Jim Harbaugh type of offense. And hopefully in Josh Gaddis, we will see some major changes in how the offense runs. Uh, my biggest hope is that we will no longer see second and nine. And I mean, obviously, we will probably see second and nine occasionally. But just knowing that on a first down, I can't like it's not going to be Shea handing the ball off to Karan Higdon and then having him run it up the gut for like a one yard gain every single first down is just um, that's kind of beautiful. And I'm excited. Um, mine is uh, the depth we have at quarterback. 
this is just really because of like if you think about it from like 2017 where our like dual threat was John O'Corn and Wilton Spade like it makes your stomach like flip over a bunch of times but if you think about how going into the 2019 season like we have Shea Patterson and Dylan McCaffrey both of them um dual threat at quarterback and like Jim Harbaugh has said like we'll probably like try and like work out a way for like both of them to see like a lot of playing time which is like super interesting um to say on like that front and like I feel like really like confident and comfortable having those two there Mm -hmm. and like I it's just gonna be like so much more like stress-free than like 2017 oh my gosh yeah so like thank goodness I mean we kind of had like the same kind of like idea like last year but like Dylan McCaffrey like broke his collarbone so like I forgot about that. Yeah, so now we have both of them. So, yeah. Let's bet. Yeah, that's exciting. I mean, literally, like, Dylan McCaffrey could probably be starting at most Power 5 programs, so. True. Um, okay, the second thing I'm excited about, I forgot I wrote this. Um, I have this, like, sparkly face makeup stuff, <laughs> and I only wear it for football games because I don't know where else I would wear it, and I see it in my little pantry thing where all my makeup is every day so I keep looking at it and thinking I'll get to wear that during football season so I'm excited for that and I'm just excited to like go back and to like be in the like atmosphere and like vibe around like Ann Arbor on like game day like the nothing really beats the like first game of the season like when you finally get like let back into like the big house I mean, like, I guess if you, like, illegally sneak in and, like, it's probably, like, loses its luster. But, like, for me, like, <laughs> it's, um, like, you know when, like, you walk in and, like, you finally, like, break through to, like, where you can see all the seats and, like, the field. Like, it's just, it literally takes your breath away. And, like, I'm really excited for, like, that um, basically every week for the next, like, few months here. So, I'm excited. My heart just skipped a beat. Um, I'm excited to have an O-line uh, coming <laughs> off of my freshman and sophomore years where our quarterbacks just kept breaking every game because we had no offensive line. Um, we are projected to have Har- definitely Harbaugh's best O-line yet. And then probably one of the best O-lines in the country if um, all goes according to plan, which yeah. is absolutely surreal considering I've never seen at my time as a student here in Michigan have a- any sort of competent O-line. No offense to former O-linemen. You guys are all great. But we're looking to have... I feel like we had, like, one out of, like, the five. Yeah. We'd have, like, one. And I mean, like, last year's O-line wasn't, like... We're returning most of them. Yeah. So we have John Runyon Jr., who's a fifth-year senior. We have Ben Bredesen, who's a senior. Cesar Ruiz, who's a junior. Michael Inwainu, who's a junior. And then Jalen Mayfield, like we mentioned, is a redshirt freshman going in for Andrew Stuber. So... Right tackle is really the only position where it's a little bit iffy, but I think, like, I'm not concerned. No. Nope. Yeah. Okay. I'm also excited for that for, like, the first time ever. And it's, like, it's, like, weird as, like, a Michigan fan base to be, like, excited about the offensive line for, like, the first time ever. Yeah. <laughs> um. For me, I'm, like, well, it, like, I guess I always picked, like, everyone that was a senior. Like, Hannah and I are also seniors. I won't tell you how many times I've been a senior, but <laughs> I am also a senior. And um, I think just, like that aspect to it like I am looking forward to it it's like kind of like their last run and also like it's like our last year being there too so like I'm gonna cry I don't know I'm here for the sentiment man yeah definitely um where did my list go oh okay and the final thing I'm excited for is the receivers uh if you guys know me I am obsessed with our receivers and 
I think we're going to be, like, throwing the ball to them more. So we're going to have even more emphasis. And they'll be able to catch it, too. Yeah. Oh, my that's, gosh. That's the that's big the key. thing. That's like, the key. They're going to be able to catch it this time. It, but also, like, some more emphasis on the slot. So we'll be able to see, like, Mike Sanders still a little bit. But mm-hmm. also, like, DPJ, Cute. Nico, and Tariq, and Ronnie Bell. Like, those are four of the best receivers in the country. And we have them all. Like, I swear, if we don't, like... I, I don't know. I'm so excited. That's I when I picture this football season, I picture Shay like throwing the ball to like DPJ. Oh my gosh. Okay, I can't wait. Speaking into existence. Yes. Okay. And my final thing is seeing um <laughs> Michigan basketball in this <laughs> just living their best lives and bringing all the like joy and the vibes and support for like the football team. Yeah, because we love Michigan basketball. We love Michigan basketball. Yeah, maybe what I'm most excited for about football is that it means basketball is sooner. That's also really true. Yeah. But we love football. Like, don't get us wrong. Um, we do. Speak for yourself. We really do, though. <laughs> football takes a lot of emotional energy it from me. Really, it's, like di- it's like a different level. It's yeah, like yeah, a yeah. love-hate relationship. It's like the love. Yeah. Okay, so um, now we have the top three things we're nervous about this season. Um. My number one is that we are kind of losing the heart and soul of our defense, which has been kind of our consistent, like our defense has been really, really good the past Mm -hmm. couple of years. And we usually accredit that to our defensive coordinator, Don Brown. But also we have to realize that last year with Devin Bush and Rashawn Gary and Chase Winovich, like that those are three players who are kind of hard to replace, particularly Devin Bush. Mm -hmm. I think Um, he's a big one for me too. Yeah. Um, So we do have, starting at linebacker, we'll have Kaleek Hudson, Devin Gill, and Josh Ross. And Don Brown is really, really high on Josh Ross. So hopefully he'll be able to kind of step into the shoes of, like, Devin Bush. But we'll see. And then at defensive end, we have Quiddy Pay, Aiden Hutchinson, and Mike Dana. So when I hear those names, I feel a lot better. I'm like, oh, those are players who have really high ceilings and could contribute a lot. But it's just a matter of, like, okay, what about right now? Are they ready right now? And I guess we'll just see. Mine just seems like bizarre as a number one, but I'm like, <laughs> apparently, like I'm just really nervous about Tariq and is breaking his feet again. <laughs> so obviously, he needs a lot more calcium, and like we have oat milk. We do, Tariq. Like, like, if you want oat milk, it might be an NCAA violation, but like we can give you some. <laughs> okay, no, we'll <laughs> make sure it's not an NCAA violation. Um, but I don't know. I don't know if it's like a really like big concern i just want him to have a touchdown that's just kind of it mostly because like the last like two that he's attempted to get have been like called back and like i know like he'll probably be like frustrated in that sense because he's like i keep breaking my feet and also my touchdowns keep getting called back but like i feel like the mentality of like being like i don't know the third one out basically in like this like receiving group like i don't know it, it would probably be like frustrating for him so like I don't know. I'm nervous. He keeps getting unlucky breaks. But yeah. Yeah. Not unlucky breaks. Whoa. <laughs> okay. Okay. So the second. Don't thing- break your feet. Yeah. Tariq- stop it. Yeah. Literally. Please just stop it. Um, The second thing I'm nervous about is our depth at running back, which the more yeah. I think about it, the less I'm concerned because I hope, hopefully, hopefully we will not be emphasizing running back as much mm-hmm. as we have the past couple of years. Um, it's hopefully. also just one of those things that you can just like plug in and it'll be like it'll be like okay if it's not like you don't a need five a star. star yeah like yeah it'll yeah be like okay it just won't be spectacular but i don't really know if you can say it's been spectacular. 
but I'm like just the fact that like Karan Higdon and Chris Evans like you heard their name every two seconds the past couple of years because we did just rely so much on our running backs to the point where they like kept breaking but um weirdly enough even though we don't have an incumbent this year Josh Gaddis in a press conference said that uh running back is our position group our deepest position group which I think is so bizarre because I'm looking at our different position groups and I'm like you mean our like least deep our shallowest position group but so we have true wilson who played a little bit last year then christian turner zach charbonnet hassan haskins and ben van ben van sumeran all of which particularly zach charbonnet could be really really great one day but like i said it's a matter of yes they could be great one day but like who's great now and i guess we'll just find out um the next thing i'm nervous about is ohio i don't really have to explain that yeah the next thing I'm nervous about is crying a lot in the big house because it's senior year and I've mm-hmm. already cried like multiple times thinking about how it's senior year. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, my last one is just kind of like the week one like jitters kind of deal. Like we're implementing like a new offense, but I know like for like the guys, like it's like something that they've like saw in like high school and like that kind of thing. They're like kind of comfortable like with the way it will be run this year. But like for most of like the first games of like week one like it's just like this weird stress because it's like I don't know we've been gone for so long and like I know they're excited to like show us what they've been doing but like I guess like I take comfort in this year only the reason why and like no no shade to middle Tennessee but like we we, love middle Tennessee yeah like we love them a lot (laughs) um but like I it's just so much Mm, so much nicer to like have them as like week one instead of Notre Dame so like I'm but I'm still like nervous about that like I I know like we have all this hype surrounding them right now and like I'm just like nervous that like when it isn't like immediately like an immediate change because I feel like it will take like a minute for them to do that like we're all gonna get frustrated and like bitter and I'm like I don't want that like negative energy like Let's just, like, see how, like, this unfolds. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, like... Definitely. I almost guarantee you I will not be happy after the Middle Tennessee State game Mm -hmm. because I'll just be like, no, I wanted more. Like, I... like Yeah, like, a lot of us will probably be like that. Yeah. So... I will never forget you calling me during the Notre Dame game last year and you're like, they said we were going to have an O-line and we have no O-line. Where's our O-line? And I'm (laughs) like, oh, my gosh. If that happens again this year. See, like, I don't want that again. Yeah, exactly. But it'll probably happen. So, like, keep your expectations low, even though they've been trying to, like, gas us up for the last, like, two months. Yeah, I almost wish they never told us that they hired Josh Gaddis and then we go in in the first game. I I still wanted to know that. (laughs) But, like, they've been really trying to, like, hype us up for, like, the last, like, forever. really have. And, like, just keep our expectations low because we're the Michigan fan base, like... We're just going to be petty and, like, bitter, like, no matter what you do. So, like, keep the expectations low. So, we'll be like, wow, this is amazing. There's Instead w- of being like, wow, you didn't measure up to everything you've been saying for the last few months. And then nothing's different, blah, blah, blah. And, like, you know what I'm saying. Anyways, let's mm-hmm. move on. Yeah. There's only one thing that keep your expectations, And we won't find out till the end of November if we're going to be happy with them. Okay. It's very true. So now we have, on our countdown, we have two reminders going into the season. One, bring your ticket. Two, bring your M card. Boom. Okay. Unless you're not a student, then you don't need an M card. Just bring your ticket. Yeah. Or, like, don't bring your ticket, but then you won't get into the game. So, yeah. Bring your ticket. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So now we both have our hottest take going into this football season. Would you like to go first? 
Or would you like me to go first? I don't care. Okay, so my <laughs> hot take is pretty crazy coming from a Michigan fan, but I think that Shea Patterson is going to throw the ball on a first down, <laughs> but I won't believe it till I see it. <laughs> on, like, multiple first downs or, like... Like, just one. Or, or one. Okay. I'm just going to... I want to see one time where they don't run it up the gut on a first down. I'm just kidding. They, they I, I, that is sarcasm, by the... Like, that's hyperbolic, obviously. They didn't th- run up the gut every single first down of last season, but sure felt like it. Um, I'm sorry you're going to end on a bitter note here, but my hot take is that we're going to lose to Ohio and be one of the first two teams out of the college football playoff. And that's like, let's go. I'm not meant to be pessimist, but like I've seen that's just the trajectory we're on. And I'm, I don't know if that's a hot take. Uh, yeah, I'm, yeah, like, it's like honestly like not a hot take at this point, but I honestly believe we're going to lose to Ohio. Yeah. And we'll probably, yeah, we're. <laughs> We're going to be, like, in contention to be in the college football playoff probably the mo- majority of the season, and then we'll fall off of it yeah. and lose our bowl game. I feel like most, like, most Michigan football people are like, hot take, Shea's getting injured in the second game, and then Dylan McCaffrey's coming in, and he's going to ultimately win the Heisman, and we're just like, that he might throw the ball at some point. <laughs> Someone might catch it, too. <laughs> okay, so thank you guys for listening. Um, So you can find... Okay, woo, we have, like, a lot to go over here. My Okay, me, Hannah, my Instagram and Twitter. Instagram is hannah.harshi, H-A-N-N-A-H dot H-A-R-S-H-E. And my Twitter is Hannah Harshi. Then Harley. Uh, you can find me on t- Insta and on Twitter, both at Harley underscore Johnson X. And then the podcast, separate from the hosts, also has an Instagram and Twitter. And its Instagram is views from pod. Its Twitter is also views from pod. and and follow mason brew on instagram and twitter at mason brew and like us on facebook and so that's about it for today don't forget to subscribe and leave a review for all of our shows and content content um you get your podcast by searching mason brew on apple podcast google play spotify you can go directly on the mason brew website as well um yeah i guess we'll See you, catch you around. See you on Saturday. <laughs> and tomorrow they'll have an episode of Brewcast on, so make sure to keep an eye open for that on Tuesdays. And go blue. And go blue. <laughs>